What's going on, guys? Um, it's January 29th, 2019. Oh, my God. January 2019. Um, January this year, I feel like it flew by compared to last year, 2018. Um, and I, I know we shouldn't be thinking about 2018, but I do have to do a quick summary on it. Um, 2018 was a hell year you know but I honestly actually I can't even say that I think it was a great year and the reason why I say I think 2018 was a great year is because of the fact that it motivated a lot of people in 2019 to focus on their dreams like 2018 was a pre-year I think 2018 was the first year in my whole entire life you know my short between three and a half years um I think 2018 was the first year where it didn't feel like a real year. Like nothing substantial happened in 2018. Like nothing like that made me say, oh my gosh, I'm so happy this amazing thing happened. Nothing like that happened in 2018. Like on the good side of it, where it was all happiness or where it was all positivity. Nothing like that happened for me in 2018. I mean, I'm living still, so that's a plus. I have my health, that's a plus. My family made it with me through 2018, that's a plus. My fiance made it with me through 2018, that's a plus. But when I'm talking about like like 2015, I can be like, oh my gosh, I had a great year. I did such and such activities, you know what I mean? Like that was amazing. 2016 was a great year. I bought my first apartment. 2017, it was a substantial year. I got into an accident um, that made me quit my job and I was happy for the first time. Then 2018 hit. <laughs> 2018 hit and I was like what the hell is this what is this man it started off rocky like I ended up getting a new career and I'm sorry I'm the same job but a new position within the company um and, and if you guys um are like amazing listeners or subscribe listeners and you've been listening to me since the beginning you guys know how rocky that situation was but um yeah I started a new position within my like old company in 2018 and I ended up hating it (laughs) I was on like I was on the computer doing chats and email type it was just it was a lot answering questions I didn't like it and um, it was for like mortgages, didn't care for it at all. But um, after that, that was January. So January, my new position changed and I hated it so much. And it was my first time ever hating my position within that company. And it was very sad because I really liked the company at first. Like they did so many good things for me. They were giving me gift cards. I was winning awards. Um, my name was getting put in drawings. You know, they... Uh, I got a raise from $10 an hour, $10 an hour for a bachelor's degree. That was very, you know, sad. But I was, like, desperate to find a great job in a great area that was close to my home since my accident. So that was, like, you know, I needed that. God helped me out for that. But, yeah, so um, so $10 an hour. Then I got a raise from $10 an hour to $15.22 an hour or something like that. It was great money compared to, like, where I was coming from. So... You know what I'm saying? It was just, it was amazing. 
um, in that sense of the word, amazing. And I was really, you know, doing well. Um, you know, the boss loved me. Um, I had a great coworker who I worked with. Me and Harry did like a lot of good things together. We went, we both signed up for a gym membership together. We both used to get our nails done together. And a lot of times when you're the only black young female in the office, you gravitate to the other only young black female in the office. And so that's what we worked to each other. And um, so we were just really great when it comes to, like, doing things together and, you know, just, you know, little stuff like that. It was just, she was awesome in that sense. She was a little kooky, but she was a great girl. And, yeah, so um, after that, um, I just really started hating my position. I really, really started hating my position, and I ended up having to go. So February 2018, I quit my job. I put my two weeks notice in. Um, I'm sorry for that pause. I was trying to think during the midst of it what am I even going to name this segment. I have no clue. This is just me ranting. Um but yeah, like I quit my job. Um I embarked on, you know, a new opportunity. Um and that was, you know, that was that. Um during February till April February to about April. No, actually, no. Let me take that. Let me take that back. February to like August. No, nope. I'm sorry. February till October fourth. February to October fourth was the most draining dramatic, emotional experience of my life, of my life. Like, when I say emotionally draining, I didn't feel as if I wanted to live anymore. And, I like, saying that now made me feel so crazy, but I was going through so much of a depression that I was hurting, and I couldn't explain to people why I was hurting so much. So that made me hurt even more because now I'm over here having to deal with something internally that's literally eating me up every day, day by day by day. It was killing me. It was killing me. And um, I want, I was seeking out help because I graduated with my degree in psychology. So I was seeking out fellow therapists um, and I couldn't find out one therapist. I called helplines. They was trying to direct me to another helpline saying they couldn't help me because I wasn't living in our county. They were just terrible people. Like, all my therapists, they they turned me down because they assumed, because they wanted to wait four weeks until the insurance go through. And I'm looking like, damn, I could pay you in cash, but you just treated me so wrong, you know. Um, you just treated me so wrong that I didn't want to anymore. I didn't want to um, pay you because I'm like, I'm not going to give my money to a person who only care about money. When you take an oath 
to become a psychologist, to become a psychiatrist, psychiatrist, you are taking an oath to help people for the greater good, regardless of anything. When I was in college, the therapy sessions were $12. So they were doing it for the love. You know what I'm saying? They are helping you for the love because they know college kids are going through it. I most definitely would pay anybody anything. And people who truly know me know that I keep money on me. And for you to even want to wait four weeks and I'm over here telling you that I'm I'm about to cry in your office and you don't want to, you know what I mean? Like these people, like they just let anybody get um, a PhD in psychology now. These are the people who actually need the therapy. These people need help, you know what I'm saying? Even when I'm at work, even when I'm on the clock, if a coworker, if a customer a random person on the phone, if a supervisor is going through a hard time emotionally, no matter what I'm doing, no matter what I'm going through, I'm stopping what I'm doing to listen. I'm stopping what I'm doing to listen. People don't even know how much other things is like eating me up inside. And I can't even communicate that to like a lot of people because of the fact that I'm trying to hear them out, you know? And for the few people that I do communicate with, I appreciate them so much because they just was there for me. You know, they were just there for me. And I and I was going through so much. And I know, like, people get tired of it. So you try not to tell people too much. If you're just constantly saying you sad, you sad, you sad all the time. Nobody want to hear that. But when you're going through it, but you're not in a place where you're thinking about suicide. Like, when you stop talking, that's when it starts getting worrisome. It got to a point with me where I stopped talking. I stopped talking. I remember that night when I was trying to call um, a helpline, a crisis helpline, and they wasn't listening to me. So uh, they just was like, oh, you can't, we, you're not, you don't live in this county. Call this number. I called one, and he just put me on mute, and he just let me, like, he just and I heard him talking in the background, having his phone ring, just he was just so rude and unprofessional and I should have got his name. I should have got his name because he wasn't even listening. I'm like, okay, if you don't want to be here at two, three in the morning, why did you take this job? He was not trying to be there. He was not trying to listen to me, you know what I mean? And um I had to realize to myself that these crisis helplines, I feel so sorry for people who called these lines and had the kind of service that I had, and they ended up getting, killing themselves. I'm sorry for y'all. I, I'm so sorry, and God is looking over everybody, and he's going to get his karma or revenge or whatever. He's going to put people in a proper lighting. I remember I called one. She told me I had the wrong county. I called another. She told me she can't help me. I need to seek a therapist. And then I called a male. He didn't help me at all. He didn't even listen. He put me on mute. I'm like, what is this, man? Like, why do you work in this profession when you have people's lives at stake? When you have people's lives, literally their lives are in your hands. And they put these numbers out there for you to be okay, for you to seek help. And when you're seeking help, they're not trying to hear you. 
Are they terrible people? Like, it was just really bad. And I'm like, I've never, ever in my life turned on anybody. I care so much. Anybody who's really going through it, going through it. No, I will put down my phone. I'll put down my work. I will stop eating just to listen to you. To try to make you feel better. And they wasn't trying to do that for me. So I was just like, I bet. So I hung up the phone. I was crying. I was crying. Um, I was talking to God, asking him to help me get through it. I was telling God to just take me. Um, I was praying to him to just take me, just take me. I didn't want to be here anymore. It was bad. It was really bad. And why was I so depressed? It was a combination of a lot of things. Um, I was hating my career that I was in. Emotionally, I wasn't feeling fulfilled in life. Um, I felt stagnant. I felt like I knew the answer to a test, but I couldn't write it on paper. It was just, it was just something weird like that. Like I just couldn't convey how I was feeling and I needed other things to convey. I don't know. It just, things wasn't adding up. Things weren't adding up. It was just like a main source trickled with a lot of other things sprinkled all around and it was a lot. But I I went upstairs and I talked to my mom and I cried to her. And she made me feel so much better. And, like, with God and my mom, like, without them, I don't even know if I would have been here right now. And this was back in what, August? This may have been back in August. And so now, um, so after that, you know, I just... I had to start getting my life back in order. I had to take control over things in my life. And I turned to God. And even though I've always been a heavy Christian believer, I've always been heavy in my faith. I pray all the time, literally all the time. Um, when I'm just like sitting, I just randomly pray. Thank you, God, for everything you do and done. I love you, Lord Jesus. We love you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. I just say that little prayer um, or short, shorter prayer. Just I just pray, you know. And I, my, luckily my coworkers at the time helped me get through it because it was so heavy that they brought me a Bible. You know, they held, they held me, they gathered around me. Um, they talked to me. Um, you know, they played music for me. They literally did everything that they possibly could to help me get over what I was going through. I went up to the Christian Scientology. So I didn't know it was Christian science. Didn't know it was Christian science. Didn't know that Christian science is way different than regular Christianity, man. I was naive. I was. I went up there just trying to find a regular Bible. What kind of Bible I bought, I have no clue. It wasn't the right one. <laughs> just know that it was not the right one. It had some weird crap up in there. But... The woman who I spoke with, though, was so, um, was so helpful, I believe, and beneficial to how I was feeling. I literally had to talk to so many people because I couldn't get it all out to one. I never went through nothing like that before, but I was talking to like 20 people. But um, she was so helpful, you know what I'm saying? 
and I went downstairs to my job and luckily um one of the women who was one of the best people to talk to was married to a pastor and she was, she was the first lady of the church a real like a Christian church a black church and um I loved speaking with her because she gave me so much happiness and joy joy and positivity and she just told me like Jalea you know it just may not be time right now but you know I basically I'll get over it or whatever I'm going you know what I'm saying it was just I can't remember everything that she said but it was just it was just perfect she was just perfect and she helped me out so much and it's crazy to think that um, at work they say, like, she be having struggles in her own relationship and she's married to a pastor herself. And and she had struggles with her health, and so it made me sad with that. But somebody who so, have such a beautiful soul like that, for them to have struggles in their own, like, their own marriage, it made me sad. But, like, she's such, she was so such a beautiful person like I love her she is a beautiful person I'm so happy that I have met her I'm so happy that I've met her God does not put nobody in your life that's not meant to be in your life so thankful for her and so yeah after that um quit that job you know because I was working in the basement and I was working with millions and millions of files dating back to 1927 so all the way from 1927 to 2018, it was a lot, and um, and it didn't have windows. It was just uh, it was a file room, you know, a clerk. It was for the government, and um, so just everything. It was just a lot, and I had to leave. I had to leave, and once I left that job, everything got better. Everything got better. I got happier. Um, I got more independent. I started hanging out with friends again. Um, I stopped working as many hours. I got like a part time more so, and I just was happy. I was happy, and um, emotionally, I was getting better. It was just lively, like. Going, doing new things, feeling lively, like not caring or stressing about, you know, little things makes you feel like a better person. It gives you hope, you know, it just gives you hope. And like, that's the most important thing. So anytime I'm get, I get so down now, I just know that I have to change what I have going on in my life. Because sometimes I remember when I was younger, because I've been battling, like, depression, in and out of depression, like, literally my whole entire life. And it's just, like, as of recent years, it just started getting really bad. You know, it got worse. And um, it makes you realize that any good day is a beautiful day. And I appreciate the good days so much. And sometimes I feel so empty, so I would try to hold on to pain. And that's not right. It's not right trying to hold on to pain. And I would get so empty that I'm just trying to hold on to anything. Like, I just, because I want to feel alive. Because if I don't feel alive, then I feel numb. 
and feeling numb and cool. Like, I remember people used to be like, oh, yeah, I'm so happy to be a savage and I'm glad I don't have no feelings. Like, no, you don't. That's not what you want. Trust me. It's not what you want. It's nothing in the world that's more beautiful than being with somebody that you love and they love you back and having feelings. Like, I used to didn't even understand what that was, man. I didn't even used to understand what that was. I used to feel as if I was the type of person who can never just be happy with one guy because they could never fulfill me emotionally. So even though um, I was a virgin and I never had sex or nothing like that, I would just talk to another guy on the side or maybe talk back to an ex because I just couldn't feel nothing for the guys I was with. Nothing. I couldn't feel anything for anybody. Man, it was depressed. I remember my senior year boyfriend, I had to force myself to love him. I forced myself to like him. I forced myself to love him because I remember I got hurt. My feelings did get hurt um, really bad, but more so out of ego because of what a friend did back when I was like in ninth grade when I was like a freshman or something like that. So like my trust was really gone. So it really took a lot out of me to have feelings again. It took a lot out of me to have feelings again. So when I finally started um, trying to develop feelings, I had to force myself. I remember telling my grandmother one day, like, I don't even like him. I don't think I like him like that. And I forced myself to let that guard down. I forced myself to catch feelings. And when I finally did, it was amazing. And it was intense. And it was very extreme. (laughs) It was very extreme. And, you know, and that and that lasted for a minute. But then I met somebody else and all them feelings for him went away. Like, you know, like he like we broke up and whatever like that. Like he he broke up with me because I wasn't having sex and everything like that. And um, we were kids. But then he tried to get like right back together or he tried to like make up or be in my life or whatever. And he most definitely did. And um, he wasn't a bad guy either. He had a lot going on in his personal life, too. But. As much as I thought that I loved him, even when he was trying to get back with me, as much as I thought that I loved him, when I met somebody else, all those feelings for him went away and I was avoiding him. Ain't that crazy? Somebody who you think you can love, somebody who you think you were in love with could go away just like that because it wasn't never real to begin with. And sometimes you need to experience them fake loves that you think you're in love with. It's just not love, man. Like, damn, I thought I was in love with you. No, he wasn't. <laughs> no, it was never real. It was never real. Then you meet somebody else. And that person make you realize what love is. They make you happy all the time, regardless of... What y'all have going on, like, even if y'all arguing, even if y'all fighting, even if y'all are not talking to each other, them feelings not about to change. Them feelings for that person does not change ever. No matter what you two say to each other, no matter how far you guys get at each other's throats, at each other's necks, like yelling or whatever, y'all can turn around the next day and be on a, you know, like, it don't, it don't matter. It doesn't matter. And when you experience that real love, like for me, I never thought I was going to be like the faithful type. 
without one guy would never do it for me. But when you meet that right one, when you meet that one that you're in love with, you don't even want to talk to no other guy. You don't want to talk to no other female. Like, it's true. Like, like it may take a while to get there, you know what I'm saying, or to get, like, into the relationship or whatever, whatever may have you, right, whenever y'all meet in life. But when it clicks, it clicks. And you put your head down because you don't want to disrespect them. You watch what you say because you don't really want to hurt their feelings. Or, like, if you do hurt their feelings, you try and say shit out of spite because they hurt your feelings. Like, it's a lot. It's a lot. And it's it's heavy. You know, true love can be really heavy at times. But it's still really nobody else you would rather go through that with. No matter how bad that person hurts you, you still want them back in your life. Like, over and over and over and over and over again. Like, it's okay. <laughs> and I'm not talking about cheating. I'm talking about just arguing, disagreements, man. Because if you're cheating, like I said, that's not love. If you're cheating, like I said, that's not love. Because you don't want to touch that another person. Now, if you guys broke up, right, and y'all not talking or something like that, y'all mess with other people trying to get y'all mind off of it, or you just, like, moving on, like, okay, you know, that's that's a difference. But if y'all t- in it together and the, them feelings get to a point where it's deep and it's real, you're not even going to try to see nobody else, man. You don't want nobody else. You ain't trying to talk to nobody else. You're focusing on you. You're trying to make yourself get better. You're trying to focus. You're focusing on yourself. You're loving yourself. You're falling in love with yourself, man. You're becoming a better person. 2018 was a journey because it is making me become a better person. It's trying to. (laughs) It's helping me achieve my goals. Every year, every trial, every tribulation is making you closer to the person that you're supposed to become. I finally, and when I say finally, I finally, thank God, got a job offer at a job. I'm only 23. At a job that I've been saying that I wanted a career in since I was college days, you know, four or five years ago. I worked as a behavioral technician for children with autism, right? Studying behavior, correcting behavior, adjusting behavior. But that was more so like routine, repetitive um, work, like a teacher. But I wanted to actually study behavior. Like anger, aggression, schizophrenia, um, anything psychosomatic. I wanted to work in that field. I even went to grad school for forensic psychology, trying to work in that field, doing FBI interviews, agencies. I said I always wanted to work in the government. God blessed me to work in the government. I wanted to work in marketing. God blessed me to be working in marketing for about two years now. I always said I wanted to work um, for a mental health facility. I worked for um, this mental health facility office, doing office administration work. Everything that I ever set out to do, God has blessed me to do it. Now, I have a job opportunity working in a behavioral institute in the city 
you know, in the city, helping underprivileged youth and just being there, but still working in corporate office where I don't have to be in the field because I don't want to be in the field, you know? I don't like being outside. It's cold. <laughs> but God blessed me for that. 2018 was a setup for 2019. Every crazy experience that I went through in 2018 helped me become a better person for 2019. It did. God blessed me. Sometimes I get down. Sometimes, you know, I go up and down. I might go up and down again when this um, podcast is over. Who knows? Who cares? But God blessed me. He did. And God's going to bless you too. Like if you stay focused, please be stronger than me. Be stronger than me. Don't go back to the sadness because you're feeling empty. Like stay motivated. Stay doing things. Like it's so, it's, if, if I just wanted to like go out and go to the gym, go work out, um, go for a run, um, go write, write a song, go write a movie, go write a book, um, you know, go see my family, go go to work or go hang out with my friends. Like if I wanted to do any of that, I could and I could forget about it. I could forget about what I'm going through. But sometimes people get so comfortable in their sadness that they don't want to get out of it. Until God brings them out of it and keeps them out of it. Get that closure that y'all need to. Closure is very important. I used to didn't think closure was important, but like as I read a little bit more, it is important. Like say how you feel while you can. Just tell that person or tell anybody, like whatever, even if it's like your family, they bothering you. Just tell people how you feel so you can heal yourself and you can be better for yourself. It's important. I do have a job interview tomorrow. So I am going to be most definitely getting my life together again. Um, I got to, you know, work out. I did. I don't know if I gained weight or not. I may have gained like a five or ten pounds. I think five pounds. Did I gain five or six pounds? I think I gained like five or six. But I'm on my cycle too. Over there. But yeah, like um, I am going to be working out. Again, I got to get my nails done today because you can never shake a person's hand. If you're a female with some jacked up nails, it look unprofessional looks dirty so either have no nail polish or if it's on don't go into a job interview with no chip nails i'm sorry you can't do it and shout out if you guys are listening to this please go look at that youtube video that homeless do rapping that's what it's called homeless guy raps better than most rappers or something like that it's a um african-american guy with braids dreads or whatever and some really nice eyebrows go check that video out because he was he was really on fire and then also if you guys have made it through to the end of this podcast um i was truly appreciated if you guys would support me um if you guys would like to become a subscriber you most definitely could go and activate active listener support. So that's all you got to do is like click on this link that you're listening to. So if you're on Apple Podcasts or if you're on Anchor or however you found this podcast, just go to your internet browser and then click on like um, subscriptions or something like that or active listener support. And you can choose to either donate like 99, subscribe for $0.99 cent a month, $4.99 a month or $9.99 a month, whatever you choose, I'm more than happy with. Um, it most definitely will help me out a lot. 
Um, as I am looking for entrepreneurship goals so I can pay my lease, um, you know, move into a new apartment, I would really appreciate it. But just check out um, that video too. Like, I'm not even sponsored by his video, but I just, I think it's just great. He got talent. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. But thank y'all for coming and I love y'all and y'all take it easy. Bye.